<laughs> okay. Hello and welcome. Are we going to have theme music? Oh, probably. What are you going to pick? You know, the, the same theme show as this, <laughs> this TV show. We don't have to pay for that or anything, it seems right? Royal, it seems like there might be royalties involved. We'll use some of the same royalty-free music that they use on the show that's like, Honestly, that's a Hollywood, great idea. L.A. <laughs> every day, come to Girls play. Girls having fun. <laughs> well, well, I'm Will Meneker, and joining me is... I'm Catherine Krieger. And welcome to the inaugural episode of a totally new podcast project you're already laughing you already you already I, uh, can't, can't already, deal with this i'm already having a great time we're, we're loving we're loving it yep i'm just making a podcast uh about vanderpump rules with my podcast boyfriend this is this is worlds colliding right now this is this is meta commentary that we're doing here about podcasts about relationships about high culture <laughs> and about high and culture art. yeah exactly it's vanderpod it's our vanderpump rules recap podcast um i'm doing this show because i love vanderpump rules i love Catherine, and i want to get revenge on Aww. a certain unnamed media company <laughs> <laughs> for not allowing me to do a weekly recap column for them about this show i try not to do anything if it's not motivated by revenge um and i'm here because you wanted to do a podcast about vanderpump rules well <laughs> These Vanderpump rules are uh, very important to us, you know, and I think it's, you know, been an important part of our, you know, relationship. And uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it really established a pattern of me bringing you something and immediately being correct about it. And then you kind of taking a while to warm up to it, but then eventually coming around to, wow, Catherine, you were so correct. Edit that part out. So yeah, yeah, I but I disagree. I I immediately warmed up to Vanderpump Rules. I Will was, actually was... isn't a completist. He never saw season one. Ooh, telling, so, uh, telling on I, me. I watched season right one off alone, go. and uh, I was like, wow, this show is so good. I actually decided to get into it after friend of the pod Brandy wrote uh, about the pasta incident, the infamous pasta. Yes. It's not about the pasta. Uh, from last season, and I was like, I have to check out this show about cocaine. <laughs> um, so that's that's why I decided to get into it. And boy, it's been a wild ride. Well, you know, I think in, in modern relationships, you know, like what to watch on TV is like probably the most important point of negotiation and like commitment. And right. Taking, and and taking this the is the only thing I've ever chosen for us to watch. So <laughs> I, I really hold it close to my heart in that way as well. Wow. But I'm glad I'm glad we're doing this together. This is just people, roast yeah. <laughs> people are gonna get a great, great view of uh, me. Oh, and, when uh, we stop being nice and start doing a podcast. Exactly. So we are now here. This is this is episode one, and we will be discussing episode one of season seven of Vanderpump Rules. What was it called? A, a decent a, proposal. A decent proposal. A decent proposal. We will get into the meaning of that. But before we do, why don't we just uh sort of briefly go through, you know, where we were at the end of last season and, you know, sort of what are the big unanswered questions and sort of plot lines going into this season? Take it away. I feel like you might have drafted something to this effect. <laughs> well, uh, overall, there is, you know, we have Tom and Tom, mm -hmm. Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz yep. and their ongoing involvement as major 5% <laughs> partners in a Lisa, Lisa and Ken Vanderpump uh, joint. Yep. 
Tom Tom Club. They are together, not individually, but together, 5% partners in the, in the Ken and Lisa joint. Absolutely incredible. So they're sort of, uh, they're taking that next step. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tom Schwartz and Katie seem to have mostly settled into a kind of, their volatile, at times volatile relationship is sort of calm down a little bit marriage marriage works uh this is a pro marriage podcast well we we did see tom schwartz occasionally blacking out um winding up at a different resort than where they were staying at and uh, making out with a girl well you know it could always be worse it could be worse i thought that was like the lightest form of cheating possible i really i really hope someone plays this back for me someday um and makes me look like an idiot but they're great now i love them uh, then, of course, we have uh, Stasi, who does, in fact, seem to be maturing and most importantly of all, has finally cut it off with her truly repellent on and off again boyfriend, Patrick. They dated for four years on and off. And then we find out, well, I guess that's reviewed for us in the new episodes, mm. episode one of season seven. Um, but he dumped her on their four-year anniversary which is really just a fitting end for what was he truly one of the most repellent beings to ever grace the show we Uh, in large part because he uh came at lisa which is unacceptable if uh, you can break any rule you want in this universe but you can't come for lisa off with his head uh patrick was a character that was really only spoken of until very very recently on the show we finally got to see him and what little glimpses we did get of his behavior, he was probably the biggest prick uh, that's Imaginable. ever been yeah. featured on this show. Well, and it's a show about pricks. Yeah, so exactly. That's really saying something. Um, and yes, and as you alluded to, Catherine, he did make uh, vulgar and crass comments How about Lisa Vanderpump. You? How dare he? And her ass. You know, which like we're allowed to say that in the comfort of our own home or maybe on a podcast eventually. But I'm allowed. How how dare you? I'm allowed to think it every day of my life. But no, sir. The first thought you have when you wake (laughs) up, man, somewhere out there, Lisa's ass is just bobbing away. Um, We also had uh, the the other the the Lala James Kennedy uh, plot lines. Lala, of course, uh, still with her man. Who has a name now? He has a name now. We'll I get guess it. We'll, I get guess we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, James Kennedy uh, seems to be uh, thriving in both his relationship with Raquel and his uh, massive epic beat night. Uh, <laughs> see you next Tuesday on uh, Tuesdays at, at Sir Restaurant. Uh, yeah. Definitely. And generally continuing to be um, an obnoxious little shit and alcoholic. Well, and their relationship at the end of season six was totally... Mm ruined destroyed of course by james's own hand uh i think one of lala's defining character traits is how uh strongly she uh takes things like loyalty and a friendship and basically james was just fucking with her all the time so she was and also came for lala's man insulting her man which is the one rule that you certainly can't break with Uh, now would you agree with me that at the dawn of, of season seven Lala has firmly established herself as the number one girl of the group. Oh, she's the head bitch. Yeah, yeah. she is. She is the HBIC for sure. She was literally getting a piercing, wearing like a sports bra under a windbreaker with a body chain on. Like, if that's not head bitch in charge material, I don't know what is. Um, and she closed out last season by doing a uh, debuting her her music. Uh, which actually went over pretty well. Yeah, that went fine. It was okay. It wasn't totally embarrassing like Sheena's foray into Great. Yeah, pop was, singledom. Which you missed in season one, but mm. luckily... Uh, they... Can you freak, bitch? I mean, I've heard the song, all right? Yeah, but you missed the musical performance where she had backup dancers. Ooh. 
And uh, boy, was it something. Uh, then speaking of uh, Sheena, probably my favorite plot line from season seven is uh, oh Sheena's. Oh my god! Sheena's status as the like the lowest girl, the the villain, or she's a villain that's not even good at being a villain, in my opinion. She's a villain to me personally. <laughs> I, she's my villain. Sheena's relationship with Rob, one oh, of the most brutal things. Just... On just terrible to watch that episode in season six where they go to his like cabin at like big bear lake or yeah. something that's the one where jackson almost drowns that was a good one. Oh yeah that was that was a really great set of episodes vacation episode because of course whenever they go on vacation it's like a three episode arc like the vacation is is an arc sheena just could not stop talking about how Rob is the perfect man. He, he can, can mount a TV in under in seven <laughs> minutes. Uh, they're definitely going to get married and have kids. She loves him so much. And then from Rob's perspective, like <laughs> there's so many great scenes of, of her, him, her just sidling up to him at the bar and going, Rob, I love you. I'm thinking about you. And the babies we're going to have one day. And then Rob would just be like, cool. Mm. Yeah. You could just see him sort of wince and be like, thanks, babe. Yeah, it was right. it was deeply depressing to and watch. He, he, I mean, you could just see this coming from a, a mile away, and it was also her first relationship after her divorce. Yes. That was the other major thing that happened mm-hmm. to her. Was that season five? Season five or six? I forget. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they get divorced. When season five. Sheena yeah. at the end of season five. Her husband Michael Shay. Uh huh. Is it she, Michael Shay? I think it was just Shay. Anyway, I don't I don't think about him. Yeah, now. no. Uh, he was such a non-character when he was on the show, and so it was nice to see him go. But I was really hoping. Um, but um, there we we were treated to the scene of uh, Rob taking the boys out on the lake, and then being like, "Yeah, Sheena is constantly talking about how much she loves you. Like, what do you think about that?" And him just oh. going, "You know, love." It's a strong word. I don't, I don't throw it around. I don't throw it around. <laughs> and it's like, wow, you guys have been together. She just tells you she loves you all the time, and you meet her with silence. Just excruciating. Um, I and lost then, my jewel. Well, th- these are the perils of podcasting. I know. I needed The podcaster's lament. I need it on a, a necklace around my neck. Thank you. Thank you, honey. So, um, you know, Tom and Ariana, usually probably the most stable relationship on the show. Well, uh, but there is there is there seems to be a little there. little little uh, trouble in paradise. As on last season, you know, Ariana was feeling very uncomfortable with her body and her vagina in particular, and as such, their you know sex life was say say it for the the people in back. Will say what vagina? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess they kind of got over that, but I I was about to say the inherent tension in their relationship, which comes out a little bit in this first episode, is uh, Tom clearly wants to put a ring on it, and Ariana mm. is very much like, uh, no, never. Ariana spent a lot of time riding horses last season. It all tracks, honestly. You know, it's, this... like the, it's like the Jonathan Richmond song. I ain't seen her much since she started riding horses. Yep. You yep. know, mm-hmm. that's uh, sort of where they're at. And then finally, of course, Jax and Brittany. You know, the, the, the Jax has always been, for me... That all-American couple. Yeah, Jax for King me was and the, queen. the thing that drew me into Vanderpump Rules because he is the greatest hero and villain in all of reality TV history. He's Sometimes probably, at the same time, he's honestly. Probably the, he contains multitudes, but he is also one of the stupidest people I've ever encountered, even just uh, through the TV. Felix and I have uh, talked at length about... Jax's dumb guy energy is unparalleled and really just makes him 
in my opinion, not the, just the number one guy in the group, the number one guy <laughs> in all of Los Angeles and my heart. Jax Taylor is like a real-life Kenny Powers. He is a serially unfaithful, um, narcissistic, cocaine monster. Well, who, that's alleged. Alleged. Al- we're, we're inferring. Well, um, he, you know. He's just, it, he just has a lot of allergies. You know, who are we to judge? He's suspiciously energized <laughs> at various points of the show. Sometimes his eyes are kind of bulging out of his head yeah. as he's ranting as, at his friends about how he's the number one guy in the group. And don't you dare uh, challenge me. But like Kenny Powers, despite being maybe the world's biggest asshole, you can't help but fall in love with him and root for him like we both have like we both have and you know at the end of last season Jax could not have been any lower he had just broken after beginning the season by cheating on Britney right he ended the season by just straight up dumping Britney callously breaking up with her even after she had taken him back and it it made no sense and of course we all know Britney to be like genuinely one of the sweetest nicest people she is so sweet she is like Kentucky honey and not only that that thing I don't think that's a thing. Kentucky uh, bluegrass. Kentucky. Well, know, bluegrass th- isn't smooth like honey, though. She's Kentucky Sh- bourbon. Smooth and sweet. Okay, sure. Okay. I'm from New York. Catherine's from Wisconsin, so. Well, don't. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. Um, So, not only did he leave Brittany, he also left Sir. He treated Lisa like a total asshole. You know, uh, totally kissed her off. Resigned from Sir. Seemingly at the lowest place. A very place. heavy word for quitting your uh, bartending job. <laughs> you're handing in your resignation. He was at the lowest place he's ever been on the show. Seemingly mm-hmm. like everything was moving on without him. Well, yeah, the, his Tom, fr- the Toms the are The Toms off. are opening their own restaurant. He's thinking like, shit, I'm a 35-plus bartender in Hollywood. What am I really doing in my life? The Of course, then there was the hockey job offer which happened last season iconic which, Absolutely. which i we of course both remain highly suspicious <laughs> that of. this was real it was an unnamed team and it was just like a uh, you know like it was very amorphous social media job he kept saying it was like to do to run their social media or quote do marketing well, whom amongst us hasn't gotten a, a an offer to do marketing but the, the that fu- takes us across the country away from our long term girlfriend, perhaps? But the funniest uh, the funniest part is when he kept saying, uh, "This has been a lifelong dream of mine to to be part of a hockey team's marketing department." And like, Brittany was like, "I've literally never heard you mention hockey before." Again, it's like in season one uh, for those that watched it uh, when Jax and Stasi my queen are dating uh he just kind of tosses off this remark or maybe this is season two in like they're having like a little fight his uh, his sweatshirt line about like well this is all really important because like i want to have a sweater line and she's like what and he like just says it with such um such a strong like note of belief in his voice that like it seems (laughs) you know it seems like something he believes in even though he clearly just came up with it on the spot to get out of some jam with his girlfriend um so you know Jax is a man of uh many transient passions and i respect it yeah, no, it was like, she was like, why were you at a, I thought I said no modeling shoots with women. Oh, and he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, these are big clients. Like, they could have my sweater line in, in one of their stores. And right. she was like, your sweater line? What the fuck are you talking about? Yep, yep. That was classic. Um, so I think that that about wraps us up. Except yeah. for the fact that true Vanderheads will have watched the three-part reunion special. Pump where, heads. Uh, true pumpers. 
Well, no, not that. <laughs> we'll have watched the uh, three-part reunion episode special. They really milk it. They, they milk it for all it's worth. Three hours of but reuniting. Jax and Brittany show up, and they are reunited. They are together, and apparently the death of Jax's father mm-hmm. has really had a huge impact on his life. And dare I say, he is a changed man. It honestly he seemed, seems that way. He seemed, on that reunion special, maybe for the first time ever, to show genuine contrition for his actions and behavior. Yes. Because obviously Jax has been apologizing for things he's done forever on the show. Well, sometimes multiple times a day but, for serious ills, but, but it, it, never, seems, it never seems to stick. But it seems totally robotic, and he's of the mind that like, if I say the words, then people can't be mad at me. It really is incredibly sociopathic. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, I am sorry, and... But for the most part, the women he's interacting with, you know, eventually accept that. Well, uh, this time he, he seemed to mean it. He seemed very sorry for the way he treated Brittany mm-hmm. and the way he'd acted all summer on and season six. And they were six. sitting next to each other holding hands. It was kind of a, a reunion surprise because I believe when the season ended, they were not together. No, they were still broken up at that time. So I think that about brings us to the dawn of season seven. Episode one, A Decent Proposal. This is what we'll be doing on the show. breaking, Recapping all the Vanderpump magic for you. I'll be providing the color commentary. Uh, you'll be doing the uh, score. or what's, The play-by-play. What's the other the thing? The play-by-play. Okay, yeah, the play-by-play. Okay. Um, so this is season seven, episode one, A Decent Proposal. You already said that. I, well, you know, sometimes you can say things again. For emphasis? Yeah. Get it? It's it's a it's a pun. A decent. This this was a decent proposal, but I would really only go as far as decent. Okay. First th- the first thing I'll know when you when that music spins up. You this is actually a very good impression for those who don't watch the show. And if you don't watch the show, what are you doing? We got, Stop listening to this and go watch the show. We got Jackson Brittany hitting in the leadoff position. They're the ones who sort of slow-mo turn around, pour you a drink, well, look glam. I mean, if you're dating the number one guy in the group, it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what, was, what was the next? Uh, oh, I don't even remember. I just remember that they uh, now squish people. They're the only ones who get just the two of them. Yes. And the, the next two... See, there's like Stasi, Katie, and Tom Schwartz, and yeah. then there's Sandoval, Ariana, and JJ James Kennedy, and then Lala, Kristen, and someone else, Sheena. Uh, Sheena. Yeah. So okay. each each of the other kind of uh, vignettes are in groups of three, and then of course they've actually extended the Lisa because this whole thing goes in slow mo. They've extended Lisa's part. She's looking great. She's wearing like a pink satin shirt, just dressed to the nines. And it goes on for probably like six seconds, which is substantially longer uh, than anyone else gets, as it should be. Lisa is still our queen. That's what's most important. Um, So we're back. And, you know, you know you're in an episode of Vanderpump Rules. When you hear royalty-free, when you hear royalty-free pop music, um, I'd I like to take notes on the music because it always <laughs> makes me feel good. Um, this the first song uh, went sort of something like West Coast L A all around the world, 
and it's just upbeat and fun. And None of these Im- songs mean anything. And, and most they're importantly, just, they're just algorithmic uh, <laughs> assemblages of words. It was upbeat. It was fun, and most importantly, had no copyrights attached to it. It could be used. <laughs> did you take? Did you take? like adjective list notes for each of the songs in the episode because I, I think you could describe all of them as upbeat and fun it's a fun time party <laughs> having a drink uh, tonight yep feeling beautiful in the la night you know it's vanderpump now it's in the seventh season really has become a cultural phenomena and uh phenomenon phenomenon mm. Yeah, mm, mm. I'll be correcting myself in real time, so please do not at me ever under any circumstances. Um, but it's become this big cultural thing, and it's nice to see that even in the seventh season, their uh, music budget hasn't changed. You know, really just still uh, going for like the SoundCloud, Sheena type singers. Songs that are written by a computer. Exactly, and, and exactly. By, I mean, you know, they're how. staying true to their roots, and I respect that mm-hmm. integrity. So. We're in the world of Sir again. You've got Lala as the hostess. And I noted right off the bat, Lala already getting kind of testy with Billy, the new character that was introduced last season. As in kind of a supporting role. Yeah, in a supporting role. She's the the, the first trans character mm-hmm. on, on Vanderpump Rules. Well, I guess she's not a character. She's a person. <laughs> but, you know, to be featured uh, on the show. Right. And uh, Lala was uh, throwing some shade at Billy to be like, or maybe that was just a cute joke. I don't know. But there was a sort of tossed off line where... You know, Billy leaves some menus with Lala, and Lala's like, who's this bitch think she is? My boss? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell with Lala because she's so hard-bitten, like, all the time. She's just sort of like a a streetwise person, you know? What, what, is there another word for that? I can't think of, uh... Not one I can say on this show. Ayo! Um, and then we go to, uh, Jackson Britney's apartment where, wouldn't you know it? They're he, making a sandwich. Jax he is made making her, her a sandwich. A sandwich. He's a changed man. There's, you know, right there, you see that fail sandwich, and you know he's just squirting. This is forever. Heilman's mayonnaise directly out of the bottle. Heilman's. Heilman's mayonnaise. Yeah. Wow. Someone. John Heilman's mayonnaise. Spoken like a mayo boy who's never had mayo. <laughs> am I right? I don't really like mayo. I like mayo. Yeah. What? This is yeah. Not, this isn't surprising. <laughs> I actually prefer Miracle Whip. Um, Miracle Whip. But that's another discussion for another time. Jax is making Brittany a failed sandwich, which is a huge role reversal because we know Jax has often been known to uh, say things like, you know, why can't Brittany just make me a sandwich from time to time? That's all I ask for. He used to say it a lot. It really was like a motif. Yeah. Just haranguing about uh, Brittany is apparently lazy and I pay the rent. And, you know, she would always dispute this in the moment. But, you know, he was clearly just... He was like picking on, at her. He was on that like can a guy get a sandwich made for him by uh, his romantic partner. Every Ladies, once in a while. we all know that one. We've all we've all heard that. I mean, if particularly if you're dating a podcaster, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, wow, I'm playing the horse lassoing game. Uh, honey, <laughs> could you make me a sandwich? It literally never happened. Well, the. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just forgot, and it definitely has happened. No, it has not happened. I don't know. I think it has. You're just you're you're mad that I'm playing the wagon simulator game. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know, we'll get we'll get past it. We'll get uh, through it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and uh, Jax also very memorably says, in that scene or write a scene after that. 
again alluding to this uh perhaps existing <laughs> uh job offer to move to florida the hockey state uh and he was like you know it was a decision between my dream job and my dream girl and uh i picked my dream girl very very wise choice by jacks as we said as he said I did not take the Florida ho- hockey opportunity. <laughs> and he also said that That's he, how, also how you know it's definitely real. The Florida hockey opportunity. Yep. The hockey opportunity. So that sounds like a code name for some uh the born opportunity. Probably the, just a bombing mission. Yeah. Uh he also said that he regrets 99.9% of his decisions last summer, which I again wondering why he didn't expand that to like a broader time frame. Basically, the whole sh- as long as we've known Jax, it's just been mistake after mistake. Um, interestingly enough, one of those mistakes was cheating on Brittany with Faith, uh, who just one of oh, perhaps the only named black character on the show that I can recall. Yes, uh, she was just disappeared from the show after she apparently hooked up with Jax. You never see her again. Ken Vanderpump talked to some of his old East End goons, and they uh, they yeah. put the frighteners on her. Yeah, they got, her. Rid, they got rid of the, her. The Cray twins disappeared her. Yeah, so I think it's cool that Jax cheated on her girlfriend, and then uh, Faith perhaps lost her job. If you know what went on there, uh, slip into yeah, my please, DMs. Please DM Vanderpod, no. um, or, or Virgil Texas, rather. Please let him know. Um, we also got a little little shot of Jax being a changed man by shopping for Brittany and even buying tampons for her. Yep. And doing that classic guy move when you're at the store going, babe, babe, babe you want the super tampons or the uh, I don't, regular I can't ones? make heads or tails of this. Scented, non-scented. Uh, oh, oh. And then ul- he still, ladies, he still comes back with the wrong ones. Am I right? You're on the phone. Ultra tampons. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't really know. He's like, what are super tampons? Does it mean your vagina has superpowers? Oh. Yeah, he's a real bright bulb. Um, luckily you've never been put in a situation where you could fail at that. Nor would I allow myself to, uh, <laughs> to be ever a place in okay, a position like that. Okay, it's good to set down your marker on <laughs> things like this. Yep, good. Taking notes for myself. Well, you bring up, uh, Jack's cheating on Brittany with Faith. Uh, even though Faith is, um, now, you know, I don't know, maybe... Disapp- maybe at the bottom of maybe in an oil barrel water. at the bottom of the uh, English Channel or wherever the uh, she casts a long shadow. Yes, she does because she is turning up in freestyle raps, courtesy of DJ James Kennedy. Really AKA, cannot really cannot make it up. AKA the white Kanye West. Um, and Jax is beginning the season very angry at James for James made Britney cry. He made he did, he did this uh, vulgar freestyle rap about like. Yo, I don't want to Bentley. <laughs> Gotta push the Rafe. Anyone remember when Jack's fuck Faith? Uh, James has bars, honestly. Bars, bars. Uh, but Brittany was working, and she did, he did that in front of her, and you know, not nice, not cool. Well, and Brittany, the sweetie, just the pure of heart, Snow White that she is, he got really upset. Um, to this, James says, "That's my art, man." Do you think Kanye would apologize for saying that slavery was a choice? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that Donald Trump is making America great again? He doesn't actually say that, but uh, yeah, he no, should have. James Kennedy said, this is my art, you know? just He takes some real life and he like he crafts it. Well, and as a podcaster, you totally understand what that's like. It, you know? Yeah, well, insulting people is also my art. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, as a result of that, he's been getting some pretty uh, saucy and threatening texts from Jax. Telling, saying that like you know this old man's gonna find you, meet you in the Beat parking your lot. Ass. Yeah, 
which uh good respect to your respect to your lady and um we also find out that uh lala has also experienced a recent tragedy uh her dad has passed away and uh she's gotten a new lip ring so big big <laughs> two, life events two going on equivalent big life in events. lala's life yeah. uh, she said her dad was always a nice person and even was nice to all of the uh sketchy guys and boyfriends that she brought home which i truly take her at her word about how many sketchy guys she brought she brought home here's a question i have do you think uh lala's dad may have played a role in her baba fetish is this Freudian? Are you trying to make some Freudian point here? Well, I'm just bringing up her her ba- her fetish for having a baba. I don't know. That's really a fetish. You know, she's a woman with anxiety, like so many of us are. And for you to make fun of her consuming uh, her anxiety medicine out of a bottle again, it's not anxiety. It's just have milk. No and honey. idea. No, she said she put her anxiety. Oh, so she's in cooking there. crazy too. Uh, going brazy brazy off I, that, I won't stand for this ableism that body. On, on this <laughs> podcast Baba. i don't know what that means are you dissolving your xanax into milk perhaps um i did like that scene though i mean just in in the baba scene this was when they were traveling this was some last reason, season La- they last were on season, some trip lala and sheena shared a room and sheena got to see lala's weird baba thing where she lies in bed and just like rested on her chest and just sort of <laughs> But then uh, her her man, Lala's man, uh, sends flowers to her room while she's on vacation. This uh, is when they were in Mexico. A huge bouquet. Yeah, big it's bouquet. gorgeous. Great gesture. And Lala's going like, oh, my man got me flowers or whatever. And then, and then Sheena gets to go. This is, mm, a, this uh, is a top ten she, moment. And like, you know, Lala goes like... Uh, What's the matter? Like, did did um did Rob get you a gift or something? Or what? Well, you know, why didn't Rob get you a gift or whatever? And then trying to one up her, Shuni just goes, mm, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like getting gifts. Yeah. I don't like getting gifts. I don't like. I don't like when gifts. the guy I'm in love with gets me gifts. Oh, and she is she said, so good. Well, and again, shows how uh how silly their relationship was because he clearly didn't give a shit about her. And her response is, I don't even like gifts, so he's not letting me down. And she's, she's like, I just like attention and quality just, time. Just Yeah. Uh, and again, the, the the idea being that Lala's man doesn't spend time with her, so he has to spend flowers. Mm. Like, the implication being very clear. Right. Which, again, another uh, alpha put down. However, Lala and Jax's father passing away is not the only tragedy <laughs> That we've had to deal with. I was... Very sad, very dark beginning of the episode. We missed a lot of deaths. I was gutted to find out that when we first see Queen Lisa, Queen of West Hollywood, walking into Sir... She's missing her shine a little bit. She is feeling a little down, and it's apparently because her brother committed suicide only five weeks before they started filming the show. So very, very sad for uh, Lisa and Ken as well. And, you know, Lisa is... You could tell she was rattled by this, and she sort of had to... You know, she, she, has, she has to come with her Lisa energy and, you know, just dive back into work as she's wanted to do. But you can tell Lisa is still a little bit, um, as, as you might expect, um, you know, shaken by this uh, this tragedy in her in her family. Yeah, yeah. She says that her brother was only like just over a year older than her. Yeah. So she basically says, you know, we were like twins. Uh, so, yeah, our, our hearts go out to Lisa. That's yeah, mad, terrible. Mad. Well, it also seems like luckily... Yeah, you know, the whole Vander crew went to the funeral. A couple of people yeah. allude to that. So I mean, obviously, this was months ago. We're finding about it, out about it now. But right. I'd just like to say on behalf of Will Meneker, Catherine Krieger, the Vanderpod, and uh, Chapo Trap House in general. That, 
<laughs> I don't know that pod. What is that? It's it's a show. You might you might like it. I don't you think I only listen to one podcast. I would just like to say thoughts, prayers, respect to the Vanderpump family uh, for Forever helping always, with this loss. But especially on any dark day that Lisa experiences. Well, let's not talk about something uh, dark. Let's talk about something really funny, which is um, Rob breaking up with Sheena. Oh, hilarious! Rob, uh, Rob. Apparently, as Sheena tells it, uh, Rob broke up with her. August 1st, August 31st, 2017, 3.14 p.m. after fantasy football and the exact moment at which Skynet became self-aware and started Judgment <laughs> Day. No, according to Sheena, Rob broke up with her, you know, on August 31st. Not like she's, you know, counting or anything. Oh. Uh, on the day of his fantasy football draft. And put her on hold for like two hours while he was doing the draft and then came back and was like, Oh yeah. By the way, uh, we uh, need to talk. This is over. Which I, again, just ooh. You know, I don't. Ooh. I don't respect the tactic, but you know, oof. Just it's it's a fitting end to the esteem that I held that relationship in. Yeah. Um, Sheena, not a lot to do this episode. Um, which not I, a lot going on in general. I'm fine with. <laughs> good, good. Put uh, her in the back seat. So the, we, you know, we go on to uh, you know, Jax goes into Sir to uh, confront James about his freestyle diss, and Jax made it clear to James that he is not invited to any events this summer. No invites. No invites. Um, which is something. However, that these this crew takes very seriously. Oh yeah, you know, for they're sure. Always you don't get invited to the birthday party or anything like that. Well, they're yeah. always doing really big shit for their birthdays and stuff. You know, like they're always going on a trip or whatever. And there was some trepidation around. They, they went to Mexico for Jax's birthday last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some trepidation about uh, nice guy Jax decides kind of on a whim. Even though literally the whole group is like, don't do it, don't do it. He unilaterally decides to invite James. So Jax has advocated for James in the past. And so for him to be saying this now, man. No invites for James. However, we do find out in a little like, you know, flashback that just two weeks prior to the freestyle um, event, the freestyle incident, uh, Jax was buying special edition. (laughs) Jax was buying James special edition Supreme boxer brief underwear who doesn't buy their homies uh, special edition undies i gotta say a little <laughs> <laughs> yes will g a why ask why folks why why even go there um yeah no love to buy my homies custom designer underwear it's well, it's not like they were gift. monogrammed they were they were supreme you know he probably spent some money on those yeah well, you know what? Um, Underwear is just one of those things that everyone needs, but no one ever asks for. So it's like, in a way, a good gift. Yeah. I mean, no spoilers, but uh, Will is getting all the Chapo guys uh, all white boxers for Christmas. So Also, white boxers? Just, uh, come I on. I know. That, should, on. that should go without saying. Uh, I, just, I just don't understand. Just, just black or camouflage only. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm really distracted. Uh, Marty's... <laughs> Marty's humping. It's Marty hump o'clock. It's hump day for Marty. It's always hump day for Marty, though. Yeah, Mar- Marty, stop it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Moving on, uh, the next big new thing that we see this season is Stasi's new beau, Bo. Hey! Stasi has a new boyfriend, and boy, oh boy, 
Does Catherine really <laughs> like him? I, Catherine really likes Stasi's new boyfriend, Bo. I think I said, like, oh, wow, he's so cute. And then I said, like, no, seriously. Like, a few beats later, I was like, no, seriously, he's, like, so cute. Um, and I also, in my notes here, I wrote Bo with a heart next to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm a, I stand for this relationship. And kind of the unique thing about watching Vanderpump is if you follow all these people on social media, you get kind of, you know, spoilers is not quite the right word. Sort of keyhole glimpses into their lives. Right. So I, I knew these people were together already. And I just from Instagram, I've seen a, a very relaxed and upbeat Stasi with Bo. So I, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing her in a nice, stable relationship this season. And during her little testimonial, her one on, what I don't know if it's a one on one. It's her just talking to the, the camera. Little, the interstitial interviews. They're all sort of dressed up in idiotic clothing. Yeah, sitting next to a cocktail. yeah. But she's talking about how much she loves Bo, and she starts crying. I mean, this is like when a woman gets out of just a terrible relationship that four years again they just like forget what it's like to be uh, happy. So I'm I'm happy for her. You're happy for. For Bo, well, you know, I I don't know. Maybe you, he, you hope to see more of Bo. Is maybe what you're saying. maybe like someone else could make Bo just as happy. You know, well, he's a funny guy with dark brown hair and a beard. So, Whew. no big shock there. You have curly hair. He's got curly hair. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh. I'm, not, uh. I'm not comparing. You set up the comparison. <laughs> um, well, she she looks like she's really happy. You know. Yeah, well, th- yeah, <laughs> we don't have that in common. Oh, oh, just kidding. I'm very happy. Don't believe the hype. Um. Okay, then they meet up with Tom Schwartz, who comes by to uh, talk to them and talk about how happy they are. Uh, Tom Schwartz uh, let, him, let us know what's going on in his life and that he's trying to be more balanced. Uh, and he's only doing half <laughs> shots now. So that's like instead of doing just shots with with the boys and every time you go out and you do shots, he'll just do half shots. So he said instead of doing three full shots, he just does six half shots. Which, and that's of course, the volume is the responsible. same. No, if you do six smaller shots, that's it's like there's smaller amount. It's less liquor than if you're drinking three big ones. No, it's it's not. No, no, no. But you it's, get you get to I, I kind of understand it. You get the sensation of throwing back six shots. But to do six shots versus three shots is a huge difference. And uh, that difference could end up being not making out with someone other than your wife. So good on Schwartz. Uh, He's maintaining. One of my my favorite uh, social norms within the Vanderpump universe is like they can't go out to a meal as a group. And even just two of them, like they'll be going out to lunch or even brunch. They always order shots. Always, always, always. Or just like like... uh, you know, brunch is sort of a drinky meal, but like, you know, if you're meeting up at like, you know, one or two o'clock for lunch on a weekday or whatever, they can't just not have like a giant margarita or do a shot. Well, they're certainly always drinking, but the the frequency with which they order shots, like in what I would consider like a having a chill, having drinks with friends, again, something I, I don't do. Um, I don't chill ever. Um, situation, they're always ordering shots, so... Uh, Schwartz decided he wasn't going to keep up. Well, whether it's a half shot or a full shot, we were fully blown away. <laughs> we were all 
doing shots. I was at full mass to celebrate Jack's and Britney's impending engagement. What? Stop the presses. I rescind my previous comment about being at full mass. <laughs> Jack's is proposing to Britney. Finally. After all he's put her through, he is putting a ring on it. One thing I appreciated, again, when they're out uh, having shots, Jack's uh, Schwartz already knows, of course. He's one of the guys in Jack's inner circle, uh, and he's getting drinks with Stasi and her beau beau. And so Stasi is the first woman to know ahead of time that Jax is going to propose, which I thought was a really lovely bookend because we see Stasi and Jax dating very unhappily, dating and cohabitating in the first season. And so the fact that they've come around to, you know, just being close friends is really lovely. That is sort of like what I think is the overarching theme of this season, but just the arc of Vanderpump Rules as a whole from, you know, season one, you know, which I've seen every episode of just, just fake, like false fake in news. the lockbox. Fake news. Just but like, you know, tracking over seven seasons. It is the very it's like watching people who are, you know, essentially our, our peers, you know, of, of a similar age. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, be young, dumb, horny. In love, never been horny though. So, and uh, but also very, very slightly mature and grow up just a little bit. And I think we are seeing evidence of that almost across the board in this season. Mm-hmm. Will stupid, ignorant hijinks, lies, rumors, gossip, and drunkenness almost certainly? Otherwise, we happen. wouldn't be doing this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah. I hope they don't get too mature. Or oh, not stupid. I, I think we're uh, the odds are against. But them. it's like you know now now you know as we all uh, grow up you know like I'm in my mid twenties now, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, and it's like I feel oh, like that's... very slightly <laughs> less stupid than I was when I was say you know fifteen. Oh, 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago. No, that was 20 years ago. What? Will no, is, fake Will, news. Is, Will is in his fake mid news. 30s. News. Um, fake news. And I'm younger than that. So I'm, I'm, I'm a gamer now. I'm 19 years old. <laughs> I'm on Twitch. Oh, this is just its all <laughs> too much. Um, but, you know, Vanderpump has been, for us, also a stepping off point to get into uh, things like the Real Housewives universe. Right, and they don't get any less dumb at all. Right. They, get, they I, get worse. I said to you, don't steal my point. I, I said to you as we were watching uh, last weekend, most recently, like the reason I like Vanderpump so much more than like any of the Real Housewives that I've seen is that we're watching New York and they just, they're full-grown women who act like, 16 year olds and they never improve as much as they butt heads like their their capacity for change is quite small whereas there is like more of an optimistic air around Vanderpump you know they actually do better themselves in fits and starts and uh I think that's beautiful well speaking of bettering themselves 
uh, Lala is in a better place because as in a scene where they're going to get um, piercings from a <laughs> some Hollywood Boulevard weirdo <laughs> with incredibly disgustingly huge gauges that have made his ears that are into, like diamond studded. It is yeah, really horrifying. Made his ears like the you know a tunnel or whatever. You could fit your fist <laughs> through there. It could be very very attractive when he takes those things out. You sound like an old person. I'm a, sure oh, I'm anti gauge. I'm 100. Are you sure you're 25? Well, if you're anti piercing <laughs> like this. Oh, I'm one of the new. Interesting, really telling on yourself, huh? Lala says she's doing extremely well because her man, Randall. Randall, we got a name. His divorce is final. And she goes, I can finally say his name. It's Randall. And I thought like that was kind of an (laughs) anticlimax, you know? Well, yeah, because again, she's now been posting her man, Randall's uh, deeply lined and unamused face on Instagram for several months now. You know, in private jets, in large homes. At the Gabagool factory, <laughs> at the Prosciutto buffet. At Don at the Piers. At the Affliction TV, <laughs> at the Affliction t-shirt warehouse. Uh, uh. The, 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 he's at the warehouse of the, like, the jeans that are like $1,000 and they're like ripped and have studs in them and writing on them and shit. <laughs> he's been at the grand opening of all of those clothing uh, emporiums. Uh, however... Uh, the the you know our competition really sexy unique podcast uh, through that through don't, them don't say their name well, edit, the, the, edit that out don't. <laughs> the competition bleep, bleep it out thanks to the competition I found out that Randall is the real life basis for the character Turtle on Entourage and is a childhood friend of Mark Wahlberg so I'm hoping Randall <laughs> becomes a character on this show probably more than anything I'm hoping Randall is uh, because of the additional spotlight on him because of this show I hope he is eventually implicated in Mark Wahlberg uh, blinding that <laughs> movie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, uh, Amazon gift card for this show goes to <laughs> Catherine for riff Ooh. of the show. Yeah, um, um, good stuff. But also, Lala has announced that she is totally done with DJ James Kennedy. He said something untoward again about her and her man at Coachella. Well, and who could blame her? Even though, again, I think this speaks to Randall being of a uh, of an older vintage apparently he's also in his mid-20s as we yeah (laughs) as as we all are um they were at coachella uh last year or something you know probably in some vip habana uh, Cabana. Cabana. <laughs> is that Havana? Havana. I'm thinking of the Cuban place in Brooklyn. Sorry, guys. I'm not a professional podcaster. This is going to be an experience. Dude, we never get words wrong on our show. You gotta, you gotta up your game. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so probably in a VIP Cabana, James apparently said something like, "Well, we all know what it's the, the inside and outside of each other, or something." So, you know, a joke about having fucked Lala and Randall. Uh, no, he didn't like that. He's like, I'm getting Mark and Donnie and the boys. <laughs> and we're about to blind another young person on the streets of a major American city. This, unfortunately, this one is white. So we'll get, well, this only one half, w- we'll get only half credit <laughs> for it. But he also has a funny accent. Yeah, that's true. So it's like pretty much counts as a hate crime. Um, then we go to another uh, uh, music break. And I wrote down the lyrics to this one, which just goes, this is our town. This is our town. This is our town. That's it. I love that play. (laughs) Yeah, I love based on the the play Our Town. So then we get to see 
we got another scene that that I loved because a, it was was it the business meeting? Yes, because oh. it was in a throwback to some of my favorite scenes from last season. Incredible! Anytime the Toms have to meet with Lisa and Ken in any kind of actual business capacity to share their ideas about Tom Tom Club, for which they've I don't know they've invested I don't know ten thousand dollars into this restaurant of right. like three million dollar enterprise. Serious or something money like for that. these people, but yeah, uh, uh, they are so deeply we, minor so we stakeholders. Get to see, uh, Tom and Tom and their struggle to, in Tom Schwartz's world, we have a lot of ideas for cocktails and they're all written on different notes and different apps and pieces of paper. And we really have to streamline this whole process to come up with a cocktail menu. And, you know, I'm sure this is ignorant on my part, but like how long and how much effort does it really take to come to come up with a cocktail menu? There are only so many variations. Every fucking Brooklyn bar you go to has... Uh, well, maybe they're... They're trying to be a little bit better than your typical Brooklyn bar, you know? Yeah, they were. They, they show a scene of them, like, using raw carrot juice and stuff. So I'm sure these drinks are going to be bomb. It's like either you're going to put vodka in there or, I don't know, Well, and we're, gonna, we're going to L.A. Oh, we're, we're going to... No, we are going to... So... Oh, spoiler alert. We will be, as part of this show... Going to all of the Lisa Vanderpump establishments when we were in LA. Wow, think the of the content. We actually booked this show or, or booked this trip before well, we uh, started. We're still always planning to go to all of the Lisa Vanderpump restaurants. I can't wait to try their dog shit drinks <laughs> with, with diamond uh, press, press diamond ice cubes. Okay, the bottom line is like, again, like last season. When they would uh, have progress parties at the then the gutted construction space that was Tom Tom and show up certainly not safe for they people would show to be up in. wearing flip flops and like throwing a hard hat and be like yeah we really got to show Lisa that we're gonna put in the work we're, we're and the sweat, sweat equity. equity they kept saying sweat equity and like they definitely know what that means <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> and uh, you know Tom Sandoval wanted to do lots of crazy cocktails with dry ice and bullshit like that uh, but bottom line here. So lovable, but Tom and Tom are fucking idiots. And they just have, they Lisa... have nothing. And <laughs> and when when push comes to shove, Lisa and Ken have real fucking money in this thing. And so I loved that you could sense her her very palpable frustration with them that they essentially had nothing concrete to show her. She was basically like, uh, this thing is getting done and uh, you don't have a cocktail list for me and They're, that's unacceptable. Let's go through some of their like some of their incredibly dumb and impractical ideas. I can't Sandoval wait. wanted to give away free shot glasses when you ordered this the the Tom Tom signature cocktail. Yeah, animal. like they like free they free do- glasses, giving away glassware and Lisa just goes, No. Tom goes, but these are like super sexy though. Yeah, it's like at Senior Frogs. Yeah, and then uh, they light up. Then he he wanted to. uh, Then they wanted to do uh, cocktails with CBD oil in them. Which and Lisa Lisa is not. She is anti CBD. She's like, what? Don't put drugs in my cocktails. She's like, someone needs to educate Lisa about the uh, healing powers of CBD. Well, maybe we can do that when we go to L.A. God, and I would, hang out I would with her. love to just... At Villa Rosa. Yeah. Uh, she, I believe at one point she calls it CNBG oil. Yeah. And their other, uh, Tom Sandoval's other brilliant idea was to have uh, a signature cocktail with using something called a diamond ice cube press, which I assume just makes ice cubes in the shape of diamonds. No, which is just no like, real clarity on what that is, but wh- yeah. Like, wh- the, what the se- fuck? Seems like, like a fair inference. Yeah. Um, again, they're... they're and then, Tom and Tom also 
feeling a little a little prickly that Lisa's daughter Pandora, who in their opinion has never been a mixologist, throwing, throwing. <laughs> <laughs> she's never been a mixologist a day in her life. Bitch, what do you know about drinks? Uh, and she will be overseeing their cocktail list again to make sure that they're not doing like, what if we do like an amazing dry ice cocktail, but we put gold weed, gold leaf, we put gold leaf, THC oil. And a propeller in the drink. <laughs> It'll be super sexy and pimp, Lisa. Please trust me. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a bad impression. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. We're gonna give every customer who comes through the door a free beanie propeller hat. <laughs> a free says beanie Tom baby Tom in the shape of It'll Lisa Van It'll be a rare, ultra rare beanie baby cocktail yep. that you drink out of one of the ultra rare beanie babies. It's got the little beans floating at the top. You just have to avoid those. You know, it's kind of like avoiding the tequila worm. Yeah. Uh, but the juice is worth the squeeze. Um, incredible. Very, very much looking forward to uh, them careening towards their opening date without any uh, real plan. And again, and I'm sure it's going to go off without a hitch. Open as question, these things so often do. Open question: What uh, the Toms are actually going to contribute to this business venture besides their their names and idiotic cocktail ideas? Very funny that they almost certainly like had to sign away their life rights <laughs> to get this bar named after them. So, uh, moving on, we uh, we go now to Kyle Chan, the jewelry guy. It's an, the first appearance of Kyle Chan. Everybody take a shot of CNBG oil. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> if you want to sponsor this podcast, I'm a big fan of your work. I, I could do a hell of a live read for you. Yeah. Or if, if you're a CNBG oil company, I'm also a big fan of that. I could do some of those live you reads. You don't sure. do CNBG. Well, oh, CBD, CNBG oil. You, you just do a little... Well, you know, I mean, I smoke weed so much, it doesn't really do anything for me, but, you know, I'm still a fan of it. Yeah. I still, you know, I still like it. Uh, CBD has, has it. cured my anxiety. It's made me a genius. Um, I don't get my period anymore. Uh, I have special abilities to see in the dark. So we then find out that Jax has used all of the money he inherited following the death of his father, some $70,000, to buy an engagement ring. For Britney, that is truly insane. Pretty, Ray. pretty pimp, pretty bling, in my opinion. Uh, not the most financially prudent move. They could have uh, maybe put a down payment on a nice house with that money, but you know, Jack's always a romantic. Um, we yeah, also find I mean, out it's, that it's uh, going to be a really tough act for anyone else on the show, or maybe even for fans of the show to follow. You know, now that 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 precedent of a seventy thousand dollar ring has been set, you know. Again, if you're a CNBG oil company <laughs> or a Kyle Chan Jewelers, just looking, to, looking for a little endorsement there. Yeah. You know, I'm a fairly popular podcaster. I'm so a great I'm hand model. Um, so we see, you know, Jax is set up for this proposal with Brittany. This is the climax of the episode. Yep. Uh, one group of people, like Stasi's trying not to tell, but, you know, of course, Kristen and Katie pry it out of her. You know, they know something's up because Jax... Stasi can't keep a secret. Jax is telling them that he went to ILL Al-Qaeda bar with the tonight, <laughs> but instead he was going to Malibu with Brittany, and they're just like, oh, there's something up. He's going to propose, and Stasi's just like, oh, I can't take it. Arr. But we do get to see Jax trying to hide a like giant square box with sharp edges and his like tight designer jeans. It's not, uh, it's not fitting in his back pocket. It's not fitting in his front pocket. So where does he stick it? Right down his bald. Right where the money maker, right? Yep. His, he's got his money where the money maker is. Well, and hilariously, uh, Brittany's kind of, tr kind of trying to grab his dick in the Uber 
or the lift. I think it was a lift actually on the way to the restaurant Malibu, yeah. in Malibu, Neptune's Net. Uh, Neptune's wh- Friar. Yeah, where they're uh, where he's actually going to do the proposal, and he has to swat her away by saying, uh, "No, don't grab my dick. I have to take a big shit," <laughs> as we've all done, so that that's she doesn't so that she doesn't feel the ring box when she's feeling him up, which I lo- a great moment of levity. That's a classic excuse. Now I will say, the place, the restaurant they go to propose, it's right along uh, like the Pacific Coast Highway. You know, California. Basically, people, right on the ocean. Right on the ocean. Uh, I'm almost positive that the the seafood restaurant where Jax proposes to Brittany is the same restaurant that was featured in the original Fast and Furious movie where Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's character, R.I.P. to a SoCal legend, by the way, have a heart-to-heart at that very same restaurant. And this is, I think, where Paul Walker first confronts Dom about being like, come on, man, don't lie to me. I know you're into into some crimes, and I want to be a part of it too. And he was Mm -hmm. like, okay, brother. Wait, that's not quite Vin Diesel. He goes, all right, just give me a tray so I can propose to you. That is exactly what happens. Yeah. No, it's the same restaurant that was featured in The Fast and Furious. Uh, look into that and uh, let Catherine know in the comments if I'm wrong. Um, with Jax's proposal plan, he's planned it to a T. It's, it's like Ocean's Eleven. Every conceivable <laughs> outcome has been planned and prepared for. <laughs> Mostly involved berating the waitstaff <laughs> of this. Uh, hey, give me, give me a tray. Just give me the, a tray. Of the fried clams restaurant. But I gotta say, when it actually happened and he proposed to Brittany, I oh, felt so happy for Brittany. I was, was actually really... brimming. It made me feel not dead inside. <laughs> I was. I just was like awing in a really genuine way. He looks so happy, and I love to see. Our sweet girl Brittany, so happy. It was it was a legitimately like genuinely beautiful. It was genuinely moment. very nice and sweet. Even and- though he was squatting on the pavement and they were eating a meal of fried shrimp, like a fried shrimp Dude, basket. I love I love fried seafood. Well, though. so do I, but I don't want to be proposed to at a sheaf- seafood shack. Just gonna make a note for that when you're uh, when you're eating at picnic tables. And uh, this whole thing starts with them both having to use the the facilities, which are porta potties. So again, I I think that's a strike against it. Yeah, but they were sitting and still at the same picnic table that Paul Walker and Vin Diesel sat at. Was it really the same picnic table? Uh, the same exact one. I don't think that's right. The same exact one. Maybe they were trying to make this illusion. Uh, much better. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Jax Taylor for like for <laughs> dumb guy energy. Fast and Furious is a very important movie for that type of guy. A very important that's movie. That's true. That's true. In the dumb guy canon they've all considered whether they could get into stealing cars because of yeah. that movie or racing yes yeah, stealing yeah. and racing cars and yeah. just be like yeah i could be one, yo yo definitely yo my, i could get a muscle car i could definitely be one of those asians i could i could date, i could date a rockabilly <laughs> chick <laughs> so genuinely a, a more genuine and and sweeter proposal than Tom Schwartz's idiotic like improv maneuver where he had also despised he like stopped like a couple he hired actors to pretend that they were in proposing and everyone was like what's going on over there let's look at that and then Tom Schwartz is like hey buddy buddy I gotta stop he goes up and interrupts and everyone is horrified because he's like dude you're blowing on my spot I was gonna do this and then he uh, just grabs the ring and be like, ha, 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 it was all a joke. Folks, Katie, don't, do, don't do joke proposals. Don't do stunt proposals. Use, use this one moment of your short time on Earth, uh, should you choose to pursue it, not being ironic is my advice. That's good advice. Yep. Um, so that brings us to the end of episode one, A Decent Proposal. 
We saw a decent proposal. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was very nice. It I'm was ver- thoroughly decent. I'm very, very happy for Brittany, and she seems very happy as well. So nothing but love to the newly engaged couple, Jackson Brittany. Well, and I cannot wait to see uh, their iconic engagement photo spread, which I'm sure ended up costing about as much as the ring. Uh, if you've seen these on social media, uh, and definitely what will certainly be just a, a straight smooth path to uh marital bliss forevermore absolutely i'm sure like nothing will go will go wrong at like you know let's jack's say definitely jack's won't do party or anything like oh that. yeah that'll that'll be fine and quiet probably because he's a changed man yeah um, um definitely just a quick next time on vander on vanderpump and next time on vanderpod i need to offer just a mis- miscellaneous note that i have oh, oh yeah okay should we, should we do that now yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Unless you want to do what you were doing. No, no, no. I'll just. I'll. I'll wait. All right. Thank you. Um. I just. This is my miscellaneous note. Uh, Stasi's dog is named Refund, which is deeply weird to me. And uh, congrats to Brittany on having sex with her ex. Oh, you're right. Yeah. She did have sex with her ex, and that's what sort of drew Jack's back. Yeah. He was like, only I get to have sex with Brittany. Ever. So, ladies, you know, take note. Get it, queens. <coughs> Well, and Jax is, was getting it all the time, Yeah. Um, even while he was in a relationship, so good for Brittany, getting hers. You may proceed. Next time, we get to see the engagement party. We get to see Ariana being a bitch about it. We get to see... I wonder why. <laughs> we get to see up front and early this season, Pride Weekend. Those episodes are always great. Because everybody gets absolutely shit faced and, uh, and bad makes, things makes almost mistakes, always happen, fights each other, um, and Kristen, all well dressed like complete prats. Yeah, and Kristen dedicating, you know, sort of taking a sort of blood oath to go straight at DJ James Kennedy through his girlfriend Raquel, who we didn't really talk about, but she's seems mostly clueless and um, fragile, and is going to be a weak point to attack. Yeah, it's the low-hanging fruit. She's kind of a non-character to me, which is why I was uh, disappointed to see her in the iconic uh, title card, kind of, where they do the big group shot, because I refuse to acknowledge her as a character. Well. That's that's my feminism. I will. I will. I would never dream of doing that. I acknowledge all characters on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, that reminds me when... Uh, uh, Sorry, um, uh, Katie, who does it? Katie, Kristen, but she's kind of hinting that she's going to issue a fatwa, yes, um, earlier in the episode, and then she actually does at the end. Um, but uh, Katie is riffing on Kristen being like, you know, James has never had to answer for his actions, and Katie's like, yeah, hashtag time's up, uh, for James, and time's up is, of course, the Hollywood. Uh, anti-sexual harassment and abuse campaign, um, which you know brought me back to another all-time moment in uh, Vanderpump, yes. which uh, was yes. in in one of the three reunion specials from last season. Uh, you know, women are just talking about supporting each other, and Jax is like, "Yeah, definitely." Uh, hashtag Me Too, and uh, they're like, "Do you know what that means?" And he's like, "Yeah, doesn't it just mean like female empowerment?" <laughs> uh, and so they absolutely had to explain to him what Me Too was during the commercial break. So I'm so annoyed that they didn't share that footage 
like that we didn't get to actually see having Jack's explain having that explained to Jack. That would have been amazing bonus footage. I, what else I realized that the footage we also never get is uh, the the revelation of Jax's cheating is happening uh in the season previous and uh much of it revolves around again they're all at a party or on vacation or something in one house and Brittany somehow gets a hold of uh like a phone call recording between Jax and Faith and uh they never played it but it was apparently very offensive and they're all referencing this tape which they really don't hold that much back on the show but maybe Faith didn't sign the release to have her Honestly her, she yeah. might not have because I kept waiting yeah. for them to play it and they never play it. Well, given the way she was treated by that show, you know, I can't say it's um entirely not understandable. Yeah. So, Catherine, well, that, that is the end of our first episode of Vanderpod, the, the inaugural the, the official and only Vanderpump Rules recap <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I I cannot wait to watch the rest of the season. We haven't had the luxury, or we have had the luxury, rather, of uh, watching all the other seasons after they've aired. Yeah. So we could just kind of binge on it, and uh, now we have to wait each week, and it's going to feel weird. A bit of house cleaning. The show airs on Monday. Uh, I have now subscribed to one of those online cable things, so we can watch it live on Mondays. Oh, really? I will try to have the episode. We watch this one a day late. Because like it doesn't save the episodes, you watch them live like you would on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will we'll try to get these episodes out on Tuesday, so you can listen to it after you've watched the show. You can post but game to it if it comes out on you know Wednesday or Thursday. You know, don't bitch about it. <laughs> it's just reality <laughs> TV, just, people. Like, just like yeah. don't be a bitch. Yeah, just 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 don't be a bitch. Yeah, okay? <laughs> that's the only rule around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no rules other than uh, don't be a bitch. Well. We are looking forward to this season and hearing from you. Well, not well. I hope you're looking forward to hearing from us this season. I'm sure I am. Okay. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's Will and Catherine. We're signing off. Bye bye. Bye. You know your part is for you to write.